I'm Winston, and this is Volumes of Fear. This is a narrative podcast program. All the stories are... What, what is that word? Macabre. Yes, all the stories are ma- macabre and comedic. Volumes of Fear is presented by Crimson Knight Productions, and it is hosted by Piedmont Montgomery. Was that okay? Yes. Now hit the button. Yes, sir. You're listening to Volumes of Fear, and here is your host, Piedmont Montgomery. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Volumes of Fear. We are coming to you from Reading Room 2 in the East Ridge Public Library. I'm your host, Piedmont Montgomery, and I'm so glad you have selected our program for your entertainment needs. It is sure to be one of excitement, thrills, and chills. I also want to thank Winston, our young friend, who gave such a lively and rousing introduction without any sort of coercion. The featured story you're about to witness tells the tale of a young man who is trying to make a living in the high-paced world of pizza manufacturing and delivery. But one customer in particular will give the young lad a harder time than he was expecting. Please sit back, enjoy, and try not to get too scared, or... Hungry for that matter. Tonight's story is called One Large Pizza Extra Fangs. Having been employed at Santino Slice for the better part of six months, Jonathan had found himself in a precarious position. You see, Jonathan did not want to be a needy employee. In fact, he worked hard and was always on time, but he'd also found himself working with a number of scheduling dilemmas. Fortunately for him, the owner and proprietor, a burly, excessively hairy man named Sonny, had always been rather accommodating. That is, until Jonathan found himself making yet another request that Sonny would have to work around. Hey, excuse me, uh, Sonny. Hey, Jonathan, what's up? How'd that last delivery go for you? Uh, just fine, Sonny. Uh, delivery was easy. That's good to hear, kid. You know something, Jonathan? You've only been here for about six months, and you're probably the best delivery driver I got. Uh, it's really nice of you to say, Sonny. I, I appreciate that. No prob, kid. Anyway, did you need something? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, I know you've been really great about my schedule and all, and, and I appreciate your flexibility. But I, I think I'm going to need a regular night off. What do you mean? Well... You see, I I signed up for classes over at East Ridge Community Hospital uh, to become a certified phlebotomist. And the classes are on Tuesday nights, so I was hoping to get Tuesdays off for a while. Tuesdays off? Jonathan, come on, kid. You know that Tuesdays are a buy one, get one 10% off night here at Santino's Slice. It's a very busy night for us. No, yeah, I understand. This, This is only for a few months, though. I don't know. I mean, I worked with you when you asked to only work nights on account of your sleep apnea issues. Then you asked me to talk to Julio about taking on the crucifix he kept in the back above the dishwasher on account of it offending you. And now you want Tuesdays off so you can become a phlegogogist? A phlebotomist. A what? A phlebotomist. What's that? Like a girl doctor? No, uh, I'd be learning how to take people's blood. It's it's a very useful skill. So, like a blood doctor? Sort of. But, uh, no, look, Sonny, I I can work any other night of the week. And I'll work twice as hard. And and like I said, this is only for a few months. Uh, well, okay. Lucky for you, I'm a nice guy. 
Thanks, Sonny. You're the best. Don't mention it, huh? Mr. Sonny, we got a pizza for Mr. Raku. Thanks for the heads up, Julio. Okay, kid. We got a delivery for you. Grab that pizza for Mr. Rakul. His address is written on the box. Get to it. You bet, Sonny. And with a little more spring to his step, Jonathan grabbed the extra-large hot pizza and exited the restaurant. Not only was he appreciative of Sonny's flexibility, he was also rather excited to begin work on his phlebotomy certification. But there would be time for excitement later. He had a pizza to deliver. Driving quickly, yet lawfully, Jonathan soon came to the address of Mr. Rakul, the man who ordered the pizza. Upon arriving, Jonathan was taken aback to see an old, dark, Victorian-style mansion. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, this is the address, all right. Ugh, sure's dark. Uh, no worries. I've got a pizza to deliver. Jonathan stopped the motor to his vehicle, grabbed the pizza, and hopped out of his car. He approached the dark house and felt a twinge of nervousness as the house began to give off an ominous feel. This place is kind of spooky. Ah, where's the doorbell? Yeah, here we go. This is the right house. Maybe the customer is a victim of geriatric conditions and they're slow to respond. Just as Jonathan was inquiring about the delayed response to his proper doorbell ringing, The front door slowly creeped open to reveal a dimly lit foyer, yet no one was there. Uh, hello? What brings you to my home? Pizza delivery? I'm from Santino Slice. I've got your... Extra large crumbly sausage pizza? Yes, indeed. I did summon a pizza. Please place it on the table in my living room. Uh, I'd be glad to, sir, but you need to invite me in first. It's part of the policy at Santino Slice. Very well. Please, as an invited guest, enter my home. After becoming a bit alarmed by the entire presentation, Jonathan slowly entered the creepy house and found the living room to be only a short way from the entrance. He set the pizza down onto a nearby table. While awaiting the owner's presence so he could receive payment, Jonathan took in the features of the room and noted its rustic and antiquated furnishings. One item in particular caught Jonathan's attention. It was a coffin, standing upright, leaning against a wall. Huh. Coffin, eh? Okay. Who is this guy? Suddenly, the very coffin, which had caught Jonathan's attention, began to slowly open. Jonathan became even more alarmed as he watched the coffin open to reveal an older man within it. The man was dressed in fine clothing and was adorning a cape and cowl. His skin was pale and he had jet black hair that was combed into a widow's peak. His arms were crossed and Jonathan took a step back as the man's eyes opened. Uh, hello sir, here's your pizza. Do not be alarmed. The man spoke this as he began to exit the coffin and move in Jonathan's direction. Okay. Um, I just need to get the payment for the pizza now. Indeed. You will be paid in good time. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I got a busy schedule and I need to be going, so I just, you know, need the payment. What is your name? Jonathan. 
My name is Rakul. Count Rakul. Very nice to meet you, um, Mr. Count Rakul. Now, about the bill. Jonathan, my dear boy, you seem so obsessed with receiving financial reward for the services you provide. Well, that's how commerce works usually. You are correct, but I am hungry, Jonathan. Well, the pizza can take care of that. No, I am not hungry for pizza. I hunger for blood. Human blood. Count Rakul's demeanor became menacing as he moved closer to Jonathan. Nervously, Jonathan began to move away. You seem nervous, my dear boy. Yeah. You're a bit of a weirdo. You just said you hungered for blood. I think you may have mental problems. I'll just go. Nonsense. You can't leave now. Now, when I feel the pangs of my hunger taking control. I need blood, Jonathan. (laughs) Uh, Not sure I can help you there. Nonsense. You have blood. Blood I can drink. Gee, mister. You sound like a vampire. I sound like a vampire? Maybe that is because I am a vampire. And as he said these words, Count Rakul opened his mouth wide to reveal a set of fangs. Now, my dear boy, it is time for me, Count Rakul, to feast! Look, mister, I don't care what you're into or what what you identify as. I I need to get paid, all right? Then I'll be on my way. Now, if this is an issue or something, whatever, I'll, I'll call the store owner. Suddenly, Count Rakul's confident yet foreboding attitude changed to one of irritation. Seriously, kid? Usually the delivery guys go running out as soon as I start to approach them. What? I approach them and tell them I'm going to drink their blood. They take off. So you're not even really a vampire? No, I'm not. This is an act. Just so you can get free food. Yeah, and it usually works. The teeth are fake. They just go in your mouth like dentures and make it look like you have fangs. See? Oh, yeah. Those are pretty real looking. Yeah, let me get my wallet. No, but seriously though, this actually works? All the time. The Chinese place down the street just leaves the food at the doorstep and takes off. Huh, that's ingenious. Sometimes I'll throw glitter on myself because for whatever reason, people think vampires are shiny. How much is the pizza? $19.13. Gah. Highway robbery. Here's a 20. Keep the change. Wow. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed the show. You really had me there for a minute. What are you gonna do? Some nuts you just can't crack. Well, just would have been really awkward. Why's that? Because vampires should never suck the blood of other vampires. Yeah, yeah. I hear ya. Wait, what? I'm saying if you were actually a vampire and you tried to suck my blood, it wouldn't have ended well for either of us. I don't follow. What do you mean vampires should never suck the blood of other vampires? If a vampire feasts on the blood of another vampire, it has grotesque consequences. Think implosion. It's messy. It's a sort of thing you just know internally. There's not really a handbook for being a vampire. I'm not sure I follow. Are you saying... And all of a sudden, Count Rakul realized the truth as he saw Jonathan's teeth grow into large, razor-sharp fangs. You're a vampire? That's right. I'm a vampire. Ah! Ah!
such terror, such horror, such fear. But in all honesty, that's just me wondering whatever became of the pizza that Jonathan delivered. I will say this, though. If this story had anything in common with pizza, it was certainly the cheese. Winston, what did you think of this episode's tale? Ah, well, it it was scary. Well, yes, that's a given. But if you could summarize it with one word, what would that be? Ah, let's see, uh, how about pizza-rific? That's not really a word, but we'll work on that. I would say that is about all the time for us this week. We certainly hope you enjoyed this edition of Volumes of Fear. Please, like us on Facebook, and don't be afraid to find and follow us on the other social media platforms. We'd be ever so grateful if you did. Thank you for listening. This has been Volumes of Fear, presented by Crimson Knight Productions. Please don't forget to share the scare. And until next time, listeners, this has been Volumes of Fear. This episode of Volumes of Fear featured the acting talents of Christopher Speedus, Colin Brandon, J.C. Rositas, and Derek DeBoer. It was produced by Andy Collins and J.C. Rositas from a script by Andy Collins. Sound mixing and engineering was done by J.C. Rositas with artwork by Derek DeBoer. Musical tracks by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com were used as part of this episode's score. This episode of Volumes of Fear was presented by Crimson Knight Productions. Visit them online at cnproductions.net. Follow Volumes of Fear on Facebook or suffer the consequences. <laughs>